Non, c'est ce que je disais. Oui, moi, c'est bâti, c'est de la blague. Après tout, tout est beau. Il n'y a qu'à s'intéresser aux choses et les trouver belles. The time has come. Catherine Bigelow! This and some of the other nice things that have happened to me in the last couple of days may turn me into some sort of hopeful optimist and ruin my whole life. Spoil? <laughs> Did he spoil me? No! I remember quite clearly it was 1946 and I was four years old. My mother took me to see King Vidor's Duel of the Sun. You've got to say, I'm a human being! God damn it! My life has value! Babel, Alejandro Gonzalez Iñárritu. I'm a man! Well? Nobody's perfect. <laughs> Al film italiano Deserto Rosso di Michelangelo. It's just that all men are sure it never happened to them, and most women at one time or another have done it, so you do the math. Three artists in the presentation of the Palm d'Or. Adele, Leia, and Abdel Abdel Kishin. We won! Oh, it is not over. We must continue. Oh. Oh, I did not know that. What's happening? Danny. I was so very sorry to hear about what happened. I'm sorry. I invited Danny to come to Sweden. You know what she's been going through. Christian says you've got this special week planned. It's sort of a crazy festival. Special ceremonies and dressing up. That sounds fun. Unbelievable. Welcome and happy midsummer. Skoll! Uh, hello everybody and welcome to the podcast. It's number 76 of filmotomy.com. And we thought, as it's kind of just past the midsummer, or the solstice, summer solstice, however you want to call it, and also the release of Ari Aster's Midsummer, I think it's a perfect time to talk about summertime movies. Uh, so I'm joined, there's four others with us today. Bianca is off in Edinburgh at the festival, so she's having a, a whale of a time. I don't think it'll be summertime in Scotland, but... We can, we can hope. Um, I know she's doing very well. Um, so, let's start with... We've got Jeremy. Hello. Hi, how's it going? I'm good, thank you. And Katie's here as well, first time on the show. Hi, great to be on a podcast. And Jonathan, I believe, is here. Hello, guys. And also, uh, Pallavi is here. Hi Robin, thanks for inviting me. No, no worries. Summertime films, what what would pop into your head? What type of movies initially when we say, you know, summertime movies? Um, well, when I think of, initially when I think of summertime movies, I think of um, just really kind of breezy, fun movies for the most part, mm-hmm. um, where I just kind of sit and maybe they're not particularly like, like very in-depth type of movies although that's not always the case but I think when I initially think of it like a nice summer movie I just want to like you know chill out relax and um just have a good time watching it and and sometimes like if it takes place in the summer and makes me feel that that kind of kind of escape 
escapist way. I know we kind of like kind of associate summer blockbusters with summer movies, and like I, I, I'm more of like if it's just nice, light, breezy, fun. Um, that that's my ideal summer movie, I guess. Uh, Katie, what about yourself? Oh yes, well um, I often like to think of kind of well when I like summer movies, they kind of fall into two different categories. There's very light, breezy ones that evoke a nostalgia. Whether I saw them as a kid or they just have that type of mood to it, where it's summery time, everybody's having fun, it's carefree. But also, I really like summer movies too, where there's kind of either a mystery or sultriness to them, like people can let go of their inhibitions in a way, and whether secrets are revealed or stuff like that. Like you mentioned earlier, sometimes the darker aspects of summer films, so I agree. Um, Pallavi, what about yourself? So this is, I thought of summertime and it was kind of like a vague term to me, right? Yeah. So essentially, after my after thinking about it a bit, I think summer movies. There's one type which is like set in summertime. Yeah. Like that is the first thing that pops into my head. Like they're set in a summer or nearby summertime. And uh, the second is the kind of movies which you know evoke that kind of a very picturesque uh, kind of a you know it's like a very light and breezy. Like for example, Call Me by Your Name. Yeah. When I think of summertime movies that is the image that pops into my head i like the way you say things i don't know why you're always putting yourself down though so you won't i guess you really that afraid of what i think well that's classic that 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 covers both as well like the kind of the vacation and also the, the vacation setting and the sunlight and the light mood of the film that you, kind of. you feel like it's summer when you watch that D- definitely yeah yeah <laughs> uh, Jonathan do you have anything to add quickly before we give out some of our great examples yeah I think probably a good idea I think something that reminds me of summer sort of movies is um, you know the kind of uh, journey movie kind of those journey movies that where it's just the main character and maybe Someone, uh, someone close, relative, family member, just kind of going on, going on a vacation, and along the way, there's bumps in the road, wacky things happen, and really they end up finding a lot about more about themselves. The the place isn't really the the end point; it's just kind of the backdrop to to where someone's going. And really, the the the, the fun is in the journey itself. Absolutely. I was thinking with some of the films I thought of and some of the sort of themes you've you you thought of mentioned already. There's a kind of escapism to to this. Not only just in watching yeah. these films, but summer we we generally it's like we look forward to it because we can go on holiday or we can you know the kids are off school or whatever you know. It's it's that time where yeah. we want to escape. And a lot of these films are about that. Um, Call me by your name, Little Miss Sunshine. I think Jonathan. Oh, that's yeah, that's, pretty that's, much that's, describing that, that movie there. Yeah, um, and I think uh, the ones I think about things like Dirty Dancing, Grease. You know, stories of summer, wanting to go back to summer, and also the 
give us a film that you feel is a summertime film. Any of the definitions we've given today. I would say uh, Ita Mama Tambien is probably a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it actually it's a movie I, want, I just watched a couple of days ago, uh, and first time I first time I had, I had actually seen this, and well again what I love is it, it's that it's initially it's about these two guys these two guys who grow, whose girlfriends are away for the summer and they're traveling with an older woman and they're just basically just going and they're traveling around and they're just trying to get laid and then mm-hmm. as they go further <laughs> they have this they have this awakening about what's going on in the world and it's just very fun and really interesting to see kind of how their perspectives on what, how their perspectives eventually change yeah that is a great film I'd also say the motorcycle diaries too but I'm not entirely sure that happened I think that was that actually did happen because in the prologue they said that, that, that they were going on vacation for the summer. Like uh, when you talk about summer movies, the two movies which uh, like I really love is the before uh, like the before trilogy, the before sunrise and before midnight. Mm-hmm. Both of them feel like really summery movies to me, right? The first because like or because of the vacation feel to it, then there's the very uh, simplistic pacing of it. Mm-hmm. And in Before Midnight, there's this entire scene when Jesse and Selena are walking, like they're walking through summery fields, mm-hmm. and it's got a very nice, pleasant feel to it. I really like, uh, like, I think I think Richard Linklater is really obsessed with summer, because like uh, mm-hmm. Before Sunset, Before Midnight, Dazed and Confused, and Boyhood, all four of them can somehow be categorized as summertime movies. Hey, can I ask you a question? Sure. If we were meeting for the first time today on a train, would you find me attractive? Of course. No, but really, right now, as I am, would you start talking to me? Would you ask me to get off the train with you? (laughs) Well, I mean, you're asking a theoretical question. I mean, what would my life situation be? I mean, technically, wouldn't I be cheating on you? Okay, why can't you just say yes? No, 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 I did. I said, of course. I wanted you to say something romantic and you blew Uh, uh, it, okay? Okay, okay. All right, wait. If I saw you on a train, okay, listen, I would lock eyes with you. Uh And I'd walk right up to you and I'd say, hey, baby, you are making me as horny as a billy goat in a pepper patch. Stop it. That's disgusting. Um, Well, I, uh, um, for me, uh, I think for... Uh, the perfect summer movie for me is um, Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window, um, which takes place in the summertime, and um, it's during a heat wave. Jimmy Stewart has a broken leg. Um, he's bored out of his mind, and and all he does is like watch his neighbors, and <laughs> then he like obviously. And, and for those who know the plot, it's a very famous plot where he thinks one of his neighbors has killed his wife. And so you, you kind of get kind of get like the darker aspect of it because it does deal with things like voyeurism and and uh, kind of like obsession and things like that and a lot of the things that Hitchcock was known for. But you you do get this mystery um, that's kind of like interesting to get embroiled, especially when you have someone like Jimmy Stewart in it, who's very like you know he was like America's Everyman. And then he sort of has, like, his sidekicks with Grace Kelly, his girlfriend. Uh, and there's also sort of, like, a romance romance, romance uh, relationship going on with them that's kind of fun. And um, they're trying to figure out their relationship. She's wearing these glamorous dresses by Edith Head. Like, every time 
she comes to see Jimmy Stewart, it's like a different dress and things. So it's in that way, it's a very charming film. Also, Thelma Ritter is there to add like a lot of comedic relief. And I, I just love all the elements of that film. Like it's it's just has that perfect balance of of kind of like that darkness, that subtlety that Hitchcock was so well known for that's under the surface. But you get sort of this very entertaining mystery going on with these very, very likable characters. And and someone like Jimmy Stewart, who was, you know, he's basically like a peeping Tom, but because he's Jimmy Stewart, you kind of forget the fact that he's a Tom and he's watching all of his doing stuff. You could make that film now, could we? (laughs) Well, I don't think so. Well, you definitely need, like, someone as... As as charming and likable as Jimmy Stewart. Likable as Jimmy Stewart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a woman has a favorite handbag, and it always hangs on her bedpost where she can get at it easily. And then all of a sudden she goes away on a trip and leaves it behind. Why? Because she didn't know she was going on a trip, and where she's going she wouldn't need the handbag. Yes, but only her husband would know that. And that jewelry. Women don't keep their jewelry in a purse getting all twisted and scratched and tangled up. Well, they hide in their husband's clothes? They do not. And they don't leave it behind, either. Why, a woman going anywhere but the hospital would always take makeup, perfume, and jewelry. Put that over there. That's inside stuff, huh? It's basic equipment. The, the bed is kind of... I think kind of summary um, also doesn't end well. Uh, and also, Katie, you're, I believe you've got a Hitchcock film that's kind of, you feel, is a summary. Oh, oh yes. Um, well, similar to Jeremy's, it also has Grace Kelly in it, To Catch a Thief, which this summer film takes place at French Riviera, which I bet to a lot of people's peak summer holiday yeah. area to be at. And you have Cary Grant and Grace Kelly together. The chemistry's just crackling on screen which just adds to the hot environment of the beaches that they're at and they're driving around and we see all these beautiful vistas added with the cat burglar storyline that's going on and it's probably one of the less serious Hitchcock movies in terms that it's not as dark as it, it's very just light and frothy, even though there's still that heightened suspense there. But it's just very fun. It's And also, I mean, again, Grace Kelly parading on beautiful Edith head gowns as well. And there's that one scene, I believe, when they're both on the beach and you see Grace Kelly in this yellow bathing suit, sunbathing, and Cary Grant has his eye on her, circling in. And yeah, it's just perfect to watch. If maybe you can't get away on a holiday, you can just escape into that, and it's living vicariously through them. I want to mention, I'm not going to talk about it too much, but Eric Romare, the French filmmaker, was very kind of. He, he loves the climate, he loves making films. He made a, a series of films about the seasons, but also the film Pauline at the Beach, kind of set at the beach. It feels very summery. I mean, how how much of a part does the beach as a setting play in summertime movies? Well, I mean, there's Jaws, which I oh, think yeah. is the, kind of the most famous beach. That's like an obvious uh, beach summertime movie. Yeah. 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 
Oh, that's like that was like classic. Like, yeah, yeah. So that's very like the, the that every like very well known to be the the movie that kind of started the summer blockbuster and everything and and um so that that definitely but where the beach played a very important part in that film like uh like there was all that the 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 big scene where the first shark attack not the first shark well yeah the first shark attack happened and the first couple of shark attacks happened you see the people um escaping the beach there's like all this frenzy going on and and the fact that the the, the one of the big plot points is that they need the beaches open this the town needs beaches open to to for the tourists to come and it's fourth of july so obviously it's um that that plays a huge part in that movie for sure uh then there's uh then there's us which released like this year Mm. Now, a huge part of us is like uh, some of the major plot points in us are at the beach. Uh, so it's I think the San Jose beach or something. Mm. And uh, uh, the great thing about us is that uh, we've been talking about how uh, the darkness of Hitchcock films, for example, contrasts with the summertime, right? So this is again, us is a horror movie. So what I found interesting was that how beautifully well lit that film is. And it if you see it on the surface it seems like if you don't hear what's going on it seems like a very bright summery beachy film because of how it's shot from a cinema from the perspective of cinematography yeah. but when you get into it it's like really really dark and the beach plays such a major part in that film so that's one film that i thought of yeah like the, along the lines of this but they kind of got they got on vacation aren't they as well so there's there's that vacation gone wrong uh, yeah. aspect, which is a classic. Vacation turned dark. Yeah, dark. exactly, yeah. And what I'm going to mention is The Florida Project, which it, it kind of is a summary film in that it's, it's very warm. It's Florida, which, just speaking from the UK perspective, we see Florida as, like, it's, you know, one of the top five holiday destinations. So we think of Florida as holiday, summer, um, but also it's about children and I know that this, this is a very sort of dark underline to, to this film it's, it's just a very sort of sad film but also a very joyful film you know do, do we think that captures summertime no. I actually haven't seen that movie yet whoa <laughs> I know I know yes in here <laughs> me neither oh well yeah. <laughs> 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 only second week of the summer and there's already been a dead fish in the pool we were doing an experiment we were trying to get it back alive that wasn't my and, idea and water balloons thrown at tourists you can't fuck with tourists they didn't tip us Are you serious no oh my god this is unacceptable i failed as a mother Moni. you've disgraced me Highly. yeah mom you're disgraced it's one of the best posters you know of recent years is is, is a like a part of a girl running and it's sunny uh, and it's a film that doesn't try and deceive you, you know, it's set in this housing project um, in Florida and it's near Disney World, um, but it's about, you know, low-income families, and but it's, it's, it's done in such a clever way. I won't talk about that too much then. Um, <laughs> so I thought that vacation's gone wrong, I mean... Another classic one would, A Sexy Beast is kind of, 
the the Ray Winston is moved is actually moved away to Spain to get away from his life in crime, um, but it comes back to haunt him. Uh, that's a very summary film. You feel that he you see scenes of him uh, sunbathing. He lives in a beautiful like villa until the. The cold Englishman, uh, Ben Kingsley, comes and tells him he's got to, he's got to do another job. Uh, but again, that that plays a part. Like, do the right thing. The heat plays a part in the tension building, and um, so I like that depiction of heat. Like we mentioned, Call Me by Your Name, um, and that film that we've just mentioned. There's some films I wanted to mention. Like, um, I know some of you want to talk about Dog Day Afternoon. Um, by definition, uh, Twelve Angry Men, kind of angry maybe men. not summary, but you know the, that that kind of pressure of, Heat of that uh, because the entire, because the main sec- the main point of that film is how hot that how hot that room gets yeah. from a weather perspective and from a opinion perspective. Yeah, and I was also going to an extraordinary film, Street Candem Desire, which is it. It's set in the summer. It doesn't. It isn't really about summer, but the, but also the the set, the way it's laid out is almost like, this doors don't really play a part in that film. It's very open plan. It's it's a really great film. But that's that that makes me think of some of that film, uh, and also uh, do the right thing. Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> if, if that's not about summer, I don't know what is. Do the right thing is probably a really. I think next to almost is probably a, probably the best representation of summer that I can I can remember because I grew I live in San Diego and it gets pretty hot around July August uh, the dog days of summer it's sweltering hot uh, mostly you're trying to stay cool and especially on a hot day like that where you get really frustrated you can get really really frustrated and angry with people and all of these all of these feelings all of, all of these resentments and uh, uh, negative feelings come out and uh, it's really and, and, and it's about um, it's really about again just how black and white people see each other in, in, in this country um, or at least how black and white people and other ethnicities kind of see each other and Try to get along with each other, especially on a, on, a, on in, in Harlem in what it was the hottest day of the year. You know that's a really good one. One thing I want to quickly mention: falling down. It could be like it, like it, like you can definitely see it as that because like definitely the it kind of kind of like with the same aspect of something like do the right thing where there's this this tension going on and it has something to do with the heat. And where this guy just has had enough of of basically like society and and everything, and it's and it's it's all kind of boiling up to like some sort of a violent conclusion in a way. So so I think like yeah, you can definitely put that in. So you mentioned the Dog Day Afternoon as well. Yeah, like I yeah I definitely think of. Dog Day Afternoon, like another, like you mentioned, Twelve Angry Men, and this is Sidney Lumet again, and yeah. and kind of like Twelve Angry Men, it's it's it has to do with being in a there, like it's a bank robbery, and they're all in a very enclosed place through most of the film, and and um and you see the there's also bits of even though it is a very um uh 
it's a very serious film. It's uh, like it's it's a tragic film ultimately, um, but there's also uh, moments of levity, comedy, and what I love about it is how it's it's really about New York, like I, like the people of New York and, and like the characters. You can you only sense these types of characters who live in a place like New York and how they talk to each other. Um, but again, kind of like what we've been talking about, movies like Do the Right Thing and Falling Down, where it, it, it's coming to this boiling point where there's this ongoing tension through the whole film, and it, uh, you know, you don't know how it's going to end, really. Like, you, like they're stuck in this, they're, they're stuck, like Al Pacino and and, and John Cazale are, are are stuck in this place where everything that has gone wrong has gone wrong with their bank robbery. You don't know how it's going, but it keeps going, and you don't know how it's going. To end. You're just wondering what's going to happen next, and it's that suspense that uh, and the fact that it, it it's just such a unique story too. And it's and I think the beginning of the movie they say that. This it started out as just like a regular day, a regular summer day in New York, and and that kind of goes towards a lot of films that were filmed in New York, which also includes The Right Thing, where like so many there, there's so many stories, these little unique stories that are told throughout the city, and New York is like one of the most filmed cities in, in all of movies, and you're a city cop, right? Robbing the bank's a federal offense. They got me on kidnapping, armed robbery. They're going to bury me, man. I don't want to talk to somebody who's trying to calm me. Get somebody in charge here. I am in charge I don't want to talk to some flunky pig trying to calm me, oh, man. You don't have to be calling What's he pig? doing? Uh, will you get back what over there? What are you there? over there for? Will you What's get the doing? fuck back there? Huh? Get back What's there, What's he doing? Look at him with him. Get over there. Go on back there, man. Get over there, will ya? He wants to kill me so bad he can taste it. I'm going to always huh? kill Attica! 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 A lot of these films are either are dark films or they're like dark themed. Even if the sun's shining or they, they don't end well, you know the most of the films we've mentioned. Um, let's let's try and think of some films that are maybe not happy endings, but um, sort of summertime films that are the summertime that we're summertime romances. Of, yeah, romance partying, vacation. Yeah. Give me some romances. I mean, Grease, Dirty Dancing are the obvious ones. Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, yeah, obviously, yeah. It's a good one. Uh, Little Miss Sunshine and Almost Famous are two more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, there's one more. Uh, I think Brokeback Mountain, it starts off in summer. It's not technically a summer film, but I mean, we can count it in. And they are happy for a while. <laughs> for a while. During <laughs> <laughs> the summertime. <laughs> Um, yeah, Jonathan, almost famous. That's a good one. I mean, because that is like, that is a dream vacation. This is a movie that I honestly consider probably uh, one of my one of my one of my all time one of my all time favorites. Uh, it's the story about the about uh, William Miller. He's uh, he thinks he's eighteen, but he's really fifteen, <laughs> and he got and, he, and his mother, who is this professor. You know, who thinks she knows best for his, what what's best for her son? Skips skips um, totally skips. I think middle school or something like that, but fifth or sixth grade, 
and he puts him in uh, in high school early. Um, and he loves rock and roll. He's uh, and he, he meets um, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman character, who is who's a rock writer and gives him an assignment to. Unfortunately, he, he, he the assignment ends up being one of his favorite bands, uh, Stillwater, and he goes on the road with them for the entire. I think for the whole summer. Yeah. Uh, and when he, he learns that he's well, he already knows he's not cool, and he just wants to really, really be cool and kind of be rub against, rub up against uh, you know famous rock and roll musicians, people he considers you know idols, even as he gets closer to the, the band Stillwater and to Russell Hammond, maybe a friend, only to kind of realize that these guys are just such tools. Use, um, this girl Penny Lane for their own for their own ends and then throw her away and then he kind of realizes that these guys aren't exactly where, where it's at in, in the end. It's it, 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 I love that it's the story of of growing up in in one in the space of like two two three months and he kind of becomes uh, a lot more aware of the world around him and mm. as a result. So as a romance coming of age, you know, um, Cameron Crowe that was like very that His was best like, and it was also like that that was what happened to him. He, he... yes yes he he was also a writer. He turns out he he was originally a. a, a a writer for Rolling Stone magazine, and he went on tour with a bunch of bands. And this movie was his kind of his his auto, his uh, diary coming to life about his experiences during that time. It was his last great film as well, sadly. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, uh, we're nearly twenty years away now, and Aloha, which is kind of summary as well, certainly doesn't capture any any of that. How old are you? 18? Me too. How old are we really? 17. Me too. Actually, I'm 16. Me too. Isn't it funny? The truth just sounds different. I'm 15. What's your real name? I'll never tell. What other films do we have that perhaps romance, comedy, coming of age, vacation films are classics, obviously, Caddyshack. The Notebook. The Notebook, yeah, The Notebook. Which I do not like at all, so I will refrain from talking about it. Um, well, it's not like they're like great written movies, but whenever I think of summer, at least from a nostalgic point of view, like from what I watched as a kid, where the... Frankie and Annette Beach movies, if anybody's heard of them or are familiar with them. They're very light and frothy. There's not much going on. It's more so about just the atmosphere. It's kind of a long postcard of California beaches, basically. So, I mean, it's usually a very simple plot. Like, Frankie and Annette and their friends, they're at the beach. It's summer holiday from school. And usually a big celebrity guest star comes on. Sometimes it's like you see like Buster Keaton, Don Rickles, Mickey Rooney, or Dorothy Lamore is in one. And they kind of 
play like very mild antagonistic figures that try to interrupt the fun, but usually everything gets ironed out in the end, and there's musical spotlights of the big 60s surfers, musicians at the time, surprisingly never the Beach Boys, which you think would be like yeah. awesome at the time, but no, but yeah, they're, they're just a lot of fun, they're not like very serious, it's just sit back and relax and just enjoy it, they can be really silly sometimes too, very silly. <laughs> So speaking about music, I mean, films like My Girl, you know, these, these kid, films with kids in, these kids, Stand By Me, I mean, these are great summer films, aren't they? Um, the Sandlot, I don't know if you've seen The Sandlot. Oh, right? yes, I love that. I mean, my daughter watched that recently, she's six, uh, she watched The Sandlot and she absolutely loved it, I and mean, I think it's perfect for, for kids of that age, when summer hits and you put that on. It also um, reminds me that uh, it is also set in the summer. When you talked about kids that I just remembered, mm. it is like not at all a summertime film, no. but it is set in the summer. Speaking of, I guess, more teenagers, um, it, uh, but was uh, American Graffiti was is, is one film I always think of about like summertime, especially if you think of like all the early stars that were in it. You had uh, Ron Howard, Harrison Ford, and uh, Richard Dreyfuss, and it's, uh, I, I feel like that, and that had a lot of, like, uh, took place in the 60s, and, and it's just, like, uh, the kid's last day before uh, school ends, and some people are going off to college, some people don't know what they're doing, but it's just kind of, like, a really fun, and for people who think that George Lucas has only done Star Wars, yeah. it's a really good movie to watch, to know that he actually did other movies, uh, and I actually wish he did more movies like American Graffiti, and then he kind of got stuck in the whole Star Wars thing, because I think it's just a really fun, light comedy, and, uh, and, and, and you could see like all these young stars as they're starting out, too. Yeah, that is a good one. I, I'd also add in, and I just thought of this right now, I think this would count as a summertime movie, uh, Super Bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because it's because it's it has these two kids there, and they're nearing the end of high school. They're about to go into the last summer together before they go to college. Yeah, those end of term movies, the, are, yeah. Um, book smart, I suppose you you could put yes. in that yeah. as well. Which you know, but it looks like it's going to be a very good year for summer films. Oh, with us midsummer, you know. I know that they're quite these films are quite scary, but book smart obviously is not, but. Yeah, I think the the graduation films and uh, what you're doing this summer, even if you're not an American, certainly give you that summer summertime feel. I think and something like Booksmart's perfect because it is it is light, it is funny, very very real. And setting is also very breezy. It's like just before summer vacation, so that mm. setting also helps. Exactly. This looks fun, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be here. Yeah, Amy's spending the summer in Botswana helping women make their own tampons. Gross. Well, blood attracts lions. I'm saving lives. Oh, okay. Well, that's actually noble. I, too, have a fear of big cats. And I can't because I'm working all summer and also I don't want to. You are a Philistine. Why would you do theater when you could do debate? Because some of us enjoy working with others. And some of us know how to win. Nobody's winning in that outfit. One film I'm going to mention is 
um, I don't know what category it fits in. I got a film called In America, an Irish film. The family got moved to America after a, a, a tragedy, um, and the, there's a famous scene where it's, it's so hot in New York. The dad, who's obviously used to to weather in Ireland, um, has to lug this what do you call it air conditioner down New York streets. You know, and it's, it's just like a complete stranger in a strange land. But that feels very summary to me as well with the the family getting away. And this isn't a vacation it's for them. This is an escape. From great to get away from the the grieving process, uh, it it was my favorite film of two thousand and three, you know, and that for me that that heat of New York it was probably summertime for that family. Um, I know it goes on into the fall as well uh, with with Halloween and, and everything. So. I almost cried at the end of that movie. I remember, and and I know it's like the the idea of of the um of the movie E.T which played quite kind of a pivotal role in that film. I did cry, and, and I do cry every time. That, that scene, I'm not going to say in case people haven't seen it, but yeah. I would love to mention certified copy. Now, I'm not sure where, it, like they've not specified which, like, which particular season it's set in because the date is not clear, but that is a very summary movie to me, right? It's about these two people who, like, it's basically a very... A slow moving slice of life romantic film and since it's set in Florence so these two characters are just moving across Florence in summertime and it's really beautiful and it's a very uh, well made romantic film because it combines that excitement of meeting someone from the first time for the first time and the familiarity of knowing them for, for a very long time into a single movie of one and a half hours or something so the like it's a very it's one of my favorite films, so I think it can somehow be considered into the summertime category. So I wanted to mention that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I think if you do anything continental like that, you know, it takes you in, into an, another place, almost like you're on holiday, and and it is that, that is set in like one day, I think, isn't it? Yeah, um, it's set in one day. And they kind of are they pretending? Do they know each other? Uh, it's uh, it's almost like they're building the story. Uh, it's a small uh, mystery of sorts. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's, it's an open-ended film, but it's very intriguing. And you mentioned um, like before sunset, and that 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 movie has like a very yeah. before sunset, before sunrise type of vibe to it too. Do it, yes. I'm going to stay in Italy and just mention talented Mr. Ripley, which it's not the ideal vacation I would like to go on because of what happens, but. Oh, well, another film I wanted to quickly bring up, it's kind of an obscure British film from 1967. It's Accident with Dirk Bogard. If anybody's heard of that one or familiar with it. I, I wrote about it. Oh, yes, that's correct. Oh, yeah, 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 true. Yeah. Well, again, I mean, I know we were talking earlier about how sometimes it's like very beachy stuff can make people think of summer films, but this is very much a summer spent at Oxford, and it's almost, to me, it's as summery as you can get. Like, you can literally feel the heat on screen as the tension builds. With, I mean, obviously, Dirk Bogard's this Oxford professor, and his one, one of the students he's tutoring, and his, also his colleague, are both entranced by this young woman. And... We, throughout the movie, as we go along, we see how each one interacts and the kind of 
lust and attraction they all have for her, and it feels like this ticking time bomb, which I guess in a way the climactic moment of the movie is given away in the title, but we see that at the beginning of the film, and we kind of go back along the summer beforehand as it's all happening, and the color in it is so rich, obviously beautiful 60s clothing, but the color palette's so rich in the sunshine, and it's just... It kind of goes into that darker aspect of it, because obviously Dirk Bogard's Oxford professor, he's married, his wife's away having a child, so he's on his own, and that temptation, just it just feels like everything's going to come to a head soon under the su- summer heat. That's a great example, and Dirk Bogard's character sort of in the centre of it, and he's kind of, he's quite meek. He doesn't really know how to handle it. And he's got a very, I think his friend is, is quite aggressive. And his, yes. and his, his student is so naive. Um, so it's like a very strange relationship. And then when he's with his wife, kind of gossiping about them. And, the, and they're sat in the garden. You know, so it's like, to get away from the tension, he has to actually go sit in the sun. It's really, it's really yeah. clever. Yeah. I thought so too. Like, it's, well, being here in America, it's very hard to, like, watch it again. I've only seen it maybe two times, sadly, because it's hard to find it on physical copy over here. But it's always just stuck with me, despite only seeing it maybe two times. Whenever I think of summer, I always just go back to first discovering that film. I'd just like to know what you think of it, that's all. You realize I'm a tutor? Naturally. I also realize you're my tutor. And as her tutor, her moral welfare must be my first consideration. Any others I've not, I've forgotten about? Um, I had one I just wanted to mention real quick was, um, uh, it's a Japanese film um, from uh, my favorite director, uh, Yasujiro Ozu. Um, if you've not seen a film by Yasujiro Ozu, he, a lot of his films deal, uh, the titles of his films have different seasons uh, set and I just wanted to throw in one film he did called Early Summer. It's about a daughter who uh, is um, getting getting on in years, and, and her family is worried she won't get married. And it's a very sad film, and and uh, about like leaving your family and 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 starting a new life with someone else, and and uh, not knowing exactly what the future brings or if you're going to be happy or anything is a very sad film but and ozu deals with the same themes very often in all of his films um but and i feel like his films are ones you can watch any season at all but um i just wanted to say that one because it did have basically summer in the title he also has other films called late spring and autumn afternoon and and uh, so I always feel like that's that's the summer Ozu film for me anyway. I think I mentioned Igmar Bergman as well. Similarly, he, he, he's a lot of his early films. I wouldn't say he was obsessed with summer, but kind of the outdoors. Uh, a couple of his films have summer in the title. Uh, and some of his early films, um, Veg in Spring, you know, are, are set in sort of a nice climate. As well, so you know, check those out. And Eric Romare, I mentioned him already, but check out his films. You know, and he remains one of my favourites. And he's made films of the seasons as well, Tale of Summer, Tale of Spring, etc. I'm just excited to see um, 
how the how the rest of the uh, summer movies up, especially. But I'm really really excited for a uh, Midsummer, which comes out I think next week for us. I'm not entirely sure on that. Tomorrow's a big day. Is it scary? What is it? It has special properties. What am I going through? We just need to acclimate. I don't want to acclimate. I want to go. Absolutely not. What's happening? Yeah, I'm going to book my tickets tonight, I think. I'm so excited about it. I'm, well, I'm on, I'll be honest. You know, his last film, um, Hereditary, was... Brilliant. Brilliant film. And it's and, one film and, that kind of stands as well. disturbing. Absolutely brilliant. I just watched it two days ago, and it blew my mind. No, so that's why I'm like really hyped from it so much. It's going to release like on 3rd July here. So it's a week later in India. Oh, but I'll have to wait a little bit more, but fine. Yeah, I think that's the same for me. I think it's yeah, July, sorry. Yeah, we're in June now, I what I'm saying. Uh, it's incredible. It just gets under your skin and stays there, you know. Uh, it's like Wicker Man stuff. <clears throat> so he's obviously a Wicker Man fan. Definitely. <laughs> the definitely. original Wicker Man or the Nicolas Cage? <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> hey, I'm just, trying, I'm just wanting some clarification, that's all. Yeah, so, yeah, Midsummer, that's... I'm so excited for it. And I haven't seen Toy Story 4 yet, but... It is really good. Like, it's my top three... It's one of my top three films this year. Mm. I really loved it. Yeah, unfortunately, my seeing uh, Toy Story 4, because my, my mom really does not like the the, those, the the Toy Story franchise for some reason. So today, I think we're seeing either Aladdin or Dark Phoenix, and it's just like... Oh, that's that shocking. Oh. Uh, it's like, you could have had a cake, and all you got was crumbs. If I had to choose, I guess I, I, guess I, I take a swing at Aladdin, maybe. Yeah. I think it's the, the least smelly of the two turds. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> sorry, sorry, no. I haven't, I haven't seen the X-Men film. Thank you for joining me all for it. It's, it's been it's been a good chat. Um, just before we go, just let us know how where we can find you uh, on Twitter. You can find me at, at MrBrown underscore 23. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the gal who ranks. Um, you can find me at Jeremy2Cities. <laughs> and you can find me at Toujours underscore Katie Toujours. T-O-U-J-O-U-R-S underscore Katie. Uh, and I'm just at Filmotomy. And obviously there's podcasts you can find. Um, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher. I hope you are listening. Rate us, reviewers. Tell us your favourite summertime movies. And go and watch, please go watch The Florida Project. <laughs> <laughs> That's on my list. Yeah, sure. I have no excuse for that. <laughs>